try and try to give good advice when folks come asking, but about wars, I got nothing. They just seem inevitable, don't they? Like a mountainside layered in snow, waiting for an avalanche with bated breath, like a waterfall you're floating towards, scrabbling for something, anything to cling to. And when the crash comes, it just seems to roar for hours on hours on hours. In history books, wars are events, delineations of time, fulcrums of power, actions taken upon the world. But if you're actually there on the front lines, it seems to last forever. Uncountable casualties of body, mind, and spirit as each day passes, circling back around to repeat the balance again. I do declare a war. Um, and my enemy is, is, uh, Sandoriel. I think this war, I think we know why this war has come about. Yes. Um, yeah. but the, the final, the point when Osri knew that there was no more diplomacy to be attempted, uh, was, was at that dinner when, uh, when courts made made alliances with her prisoner in front of just right in front of her and then <laughs> threw threw a rapier on the table and well didn't throw it to be fair did not throw it but then threw a gauntlet of words of like fight me Come and me, do bro. it better yeah pretty much so um during the war other players can join in freely, but one person has to be left to conduct, conduct it. it. Um, but so at the start, um, what's your... Oh, we each have to draw a card. And then I guess I'm going to have to... And you don't have to discard. That's right, because as soon as we're in a war, card limits don't matter. Okay. So how do you look to me? What is your... What is your your war look, Quartz? Is is this a, sort of as a blanket for the proceedings, or is is this sort of a specific moment? Uh, probably a blanket. I would say we could get we could get into specifics as the specific situations and places are put at risk. Um, in that case, I think Quartz. Uh, huh, what's their war garb? Um. Someone help me here. What does jellyfish wear to protect themselves? Because uh, they're so flowy in the first place. They need something flexible because they're just... I mean, I assume Quartz is just constantly undulating in some fashion. I mean, you have the Mercury Mechanica. Yeah. Right. So I, okay. Quartz could just be a pilot. Could, could be so. Or are there, like, 
individual sized um, okay, versions well, of like this armor, which is not like me- mechanical. I wonder if Quartz just has Mercury armor. Like it's not it's not one of the suits. It's not like mechanically powered, but it is flowy. Um, and it's something that can like adhere to them without being like obstructive, you know? Like what's that what's that material that if you push at it slowly, you can push like you can make a dent in it. But if you fluid. Yeah, you slam it and it's like I love that. Hell off. yeah. Dope, uh-huh. yeah. No, especially if you have access to the stairs, at the top of the stairs is a lake of non-Newtonian fluid, exactly. Right! Oh, that's right! Oh, yeah! The Cursed Sword <laughs> definitely weaponized that stuff. Yeah, love it. <sighs> the so worst. maybe it's not, it's not mercury, it's that stuff. Okay, and what's wild about that stuff is that is the first, that's like the third thing the gods ever made. Oh we did. We don't have a lot of it, to be fair. Like we got four suits working with that. Like we're, uh-huh. we're, we're not we're not great at using it, but we do have some. Yeah. Wow. Boy. All right. And uh, so so, I guess then just to just to finalize it. So are you a pilot of one of the Mercury Mechanica, or are you um, just in a? an individual like a an armor suit quartz quartz has got this like veil of this stuff um they they look kind of like a like a like a cylinder on the battlefield um but you can their their (laughs) tendrils might snake up under it and they move in such a way that they're able to not like activate it as they as they would battle um and their mood and their mood is happy straight up um we haven't seen Quartz be. Quartz hasn't had the opportunity to be very musical, but they're singing a war song. Uh, I, I think just at least for the purpose of this little vignette, um, and the war song is dour but sung at speed. So it's like this this thing that should just be awful to hear, but it's got such an urgency to it and such a rhythm to it that it it, it sounds fun. Awesome. That's like. <laughs> I can picture many songs which are perfect for it. Mm-hmm. What's what's Osrian look like? I think most of the armor of the the armies of the Midnight Throne is, of course, black. But I think uh, there's not a lot of. I don't think anybody has like plate mail. Nobody is going to look like the the Black Knight from Monty Python or something. Um, Everything is either like chain or uh, what's the other kind? Like scale, mm-hmm. like something um, like kind of more mobile. Exactly, and also the more you use something like scale or chain, the more you can weave in, uh, or you can you can have the edges delineated by like a contrasting metal to give to give that like starry look oh that's sick yeah and so she specifically um i'm just gonna really lean on this tiara thing honestly um she's got that and she's uh she definitely has a new horse one which is more suited for for battles um 
and she just sits atop it. Um, she's wearing pants again, like at the dinner, but these are a little bit more, uh, loose and, um, and just like a very long, a very long coat of, of, uh, of scale, of scale armor that nice. is like all outlined in silver and it's black. It's kind of like the, um, like the, it's almost like camouflage, right? Like in, in a way where it's like visually noisy or at least, or at least that's kind of what I'm imagining. Like it's probably, if you see like a group of, of, uh, of, uh, uh, the, the night of, or the, the throne of evening, uh, uh, soldiers, I, I'd imagine it'd be hard to kind of track the numbers just cause there's all this contrast going on. Yeah. It's, it's not, um, it's not organically shaped, I would say. Like, it's, it's very regular, the application of the, um, of the, the emphasis to each scale. But you put a bunch of people side by side, like you say, and you can't really differentiate, you know, where, where the edge of one person is. And so cool. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think the horses are probably wearing the closest thing to, to plate armor just because they're big. Uh, and so the scales are much bigger. Um, but yeah. Um, and her mood is angry and determined. Um, and she's not wearing the rapier, but she does have it hanging from her saddle so that she can, <laughs> she can throw it back at uh at courts at some point nice yeah um okay so now what we do um each of you discards your highest card and depending on its suit draws a bunch of cards to be your army to add to okay. your hand, the armies you've rallied yeah god damn it highest card okay it's a diamond same here Ooh, what's that? What do we get? Three cards. <gasps> Three cards each. Whew. Oh boy. Okay. okay, and it's on myself and Sasha to conduct the war. Here's a question. Uh-huh. Um Is the alliance that you struck at the table actually legally binding? I was gonna ask you about that, Paul. Where where what is uh <laughs> the Duchess is mobilizing? But the thing is, her armies are far away. Mm. So depending on how this war goes, I might hop in as an ally. But like that's a thing from the setup of this book, is House Lunest has powerful armies, but they're far away. Mm -hmm. Nice. This is going to be a Helm's Deep kind of situation. I can feel it with bones. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I wish we could just like call in a fourth person and be like, quick, conduct this war for us. We might need everybody <laughs> on. We might need all hands on deck. Mm -hmm. but i think uh let's see i think that you can leave yeah you can leave the war and if someone else is still there on your side it doesn't end yeah yeah okay so we can shift in and out yeah okay but now we need to choose the first thing that's at risk from these lists of things that are at risk from our houses should we read them real quick since like yeah yeah listeners and things because we wrote our own lists, because this is the world unknown. And they rule. 
not not Game of Thrones with the serial numbers filed off. <laughs> Which is great for playing this game with your friends, I'm sure, because then you like have an immediate touchstone. Yeah. It well, but it's so easy to immediately leap away from Game of Thrones. I feel like mm-hmm. every time I've played it, um, using the book straight, we've we've gone like so far afield. Oh yeah. No. It's so fun. I do. It's just a similar setup is all. Oh yeah. For sure. So yeah. Um shall I go first since I have declared the war? Yeah. So um I'm going to start with my sites. I have uh, a lakeside grotto held to be the birthplace of the night of evening, apocryphal, uh in parentheses. Uh the Tower City of Yev, a beacon of ancient learning on the northern plains, and the council hall in the capital a place the Midnight Throne has de facto owned since the night brought relief to the kingdom. Nice. Uh, my sights are the Tethered Heart, which is a strange magical mechanical sort of engine uh, with wires and lines stringing out through the tunnel network, sort of connecting um, some of the the, the units uh, out in the field to... Um, oh, wait. Uh, yeah, to this thing. Um, and along those lines is the Braided Minstrel, Another one of the sites, um, which is a key juncture in the in the tether, um, housed in an underground grotto dotted with ancient pillars and wreckages of long forgotten ships. Hmm, super cool. Uh, for companies, I have the Enduring, uh, which is an unruly but effective cavalry unit riding unusual beasts. Uh, there's Renat's Third. Uh, they're a quick moving and versatile band of warrior spies led by a sly daughter of my house. Uh, there's a regiment of foot soldiers, mostly priests of ox. Um, there's a company of archers led by a dutiful and promising scion of the Midnight Throne. And there's a bold fleet. This one is just stolen straight from the book. A bold fleet of 10 new longships, sails bright and full. Hell yeah. Um, my unique companies are the Mercury Mechanica which are four huge towering mechanical armor suits uh, layered in steel and mercury. Um, and the other one is Engine Forward 6, which are drill lancers connected to the Tethered Heart, and they're highly decorated, and they're led by the Centurion Dow. Nice. Any other companies? Um, I figured I'd plug in the gaps with uh, more stock ones. You have one more that I see. Oh, right. Prism ICC. I forgot about that. Um, They're a covert intelligence regiment, um, and they're sort of like plainclothes assassins. I imagine that the the Cursed Sword is either like full regalia or no regalia at all, and they're the sort of no regalia component. (laughs) What a convenient squad to forget about. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, thematically appropriate! I wondered if you were being sneaky, but... (laughs) Uh, okay, and then for Strongholds, um, we've already seen the Palace of Dusk, which is the glittering dark jewel of the capital. Uh, there's Nightfall Keep, which is an ancient castle in the mountains where the night of evening used to retire to take their ease. And then there's also the Sun's Eerie, which is a small fortress on a cliff overhanging the tropical port of um, uh, Dalsku. forgot how I pronounced that when I wrote it. Oh, I want to attack that, please. Um, I got my, my. I only got one stronghold. That's the Summer Cathedral, um, which are monastic gardens deep underground, and greens, golds, and deep reds. And some say the heart of the cathedral houses stairs to the underworld. 
Mm. Excellent. I think that's everything. Yeah. Gosh, we both have such good, like, such good goodies. I know. I'm stoked, but also not stoked, because I don't want anything to die here. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. It'll be a short war. You'll be home by, by Christmas. Yeah. Ah. Home Christmas. <laughs> it's, it's March. <laughs> okay. So, we gotta pick the first thing that is at risk, and then our two combatants will bid. Oh, engine forward six. Is yeah, it- engine forward six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, each of you is going to choose a card and commit it face down. So, I bid, and you discard? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, you have to discard whatever you bid, even if you oh. win the bid. <laughs> war, uh, war is so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like going to war is really destructive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Weird. Clubs higher than diamonds, higher than hearts, higher than spades. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, both of you have eight cards right now. How highly does quartz value engine forward six? That's the question. Well, it's both how highly does quartz value it and how highly does the cursed sword value it. Right. Also, uh, you have a couple of other things with bidding. If you have fewer cards than your opponent, you can choose to bid no card. Your opponent will win, but they still have to discard a card. And you can always choose to seed the field. Um, If you have allies left, they will continue fighting. If not, the enemy's army is unopposed, and they will get to determine the fate of whatever they want. And then go into ending the war. Okay, I have my bid. Yeah, same. I'm I'm playing the, the ten of spades. I played the two. So, uh, House Sandoriel gets to determine the fate of uh, the engine forward six. Okay. And also, we should talk a little bit about what this fighting looks like at the start. So this is just around engine forward six? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, so engine forward six is, is in the in the tunnel network that the, course, the Cursed Sword sort of controls um, and mobilizes through. And uh, I think I... Hmm, let's see. What do you think the, the battlefield should be like there? I feel like it could be anything, you know? Like, well, it's like underground, but we have like underground grottos. We, we have the summer cathedral and stuff. Um, I was thinking that I was probably gonna, I was probably sending, um, probably sending Renat's third, the, the quick moving versatile group against it. Um, no cavalry, no. Oh wait! No I know where soldiers yet. I know where they are. Okay. Um, they're tunneling towards, um, like, underneath the the Midnight Throne. Oh, new tunnels. Yeah. Okay. They they are drill lancers after all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fresh tunnels. There's probably no vegetation there. There's nothing grown yet. And tell us their fate. Yeah. Um, Sorry, what was what was the unit that you sent against them? Renat's third. I think uh, I think the the company is not quite prepared for for a sneak attack, 
they really thought they like their intelligence was saying that no one was onto them and stuff like that. Um, but they're able to quickly muster and turn the drills around and make a sort of barricade um, and, and sort of get through this sneak attack uh, with awareness and unscathed. Um, so the desperate threat is faced and ultimately triumphed over. So you, you break through my mm-hmm. and, and scatter, scatter the, um, the attackers. Okay. Okay. Next thing. I think in the counterattack, Renat third is under threat. Oh yeah. Like they come back to try to continue pressing against the engine, the engine forward six, only to find themselves faced by a lot more of the Cursed Sword who have been coming in as backup. Okay, ready to bid. I'm bidding the seven of spades. <gasps> oh, uh, how's that? What's the... What did you bid, Kai? Hearts are higher than spades. Crap. Whew, we both bid sevens. Ah, very stressful. Okay, uh, so Renat's third is scattered but regroups and comes back. And I think in addition to regrouping, they bring back, uh, they bring along with them some of the, uh, is it the enduring? No, no, it's the, the, the foot soldiers, the priests of Ox. Mm. And um, maybe you have a little more about what Ox's religion is like, Paul. Um, not too much. Like, Ox was one of the creator gods, and actually, Evan played them, so. Oh, okay. I mean, I I, I don't have anything in particular. <laughs> I okay. Know. They were a cool skeleton who had a bird that talked for them, and they were kind of a creative god that tried making a bunch of stuff, and eventually created another world where, like, kind of like an afterlife slash other side of the world. Where like they hang out with ghosts and stuff. They also made a chessboard mm. at some point. Okay, uh, so these soldier priests then uh, they come to to back up the the uh, come to back up Renat's third, and uh, it's not precisely magic that they do, but they have such surprising weapons they're so um unexpected i think uh that they let's see what are my fates that i can choose of i think the the two the two units together um i'm telling of their fearless indomitability and how their enemy couldn't overcome them uh so the the drill answers really just kind of continued they kept proceeding toward the midnight throne um and they were they were fully turned aside um by this unified stand um, from these two different groups and i think actually it's very dramatic like through the course of the fighting the the lancers are forced up to the surface like so you can we just see some shots of like a quiet field outside the city and then just like drills coming coming up and 
you know, it's not great that they're above ground either, but that's not their, like, it's not their milieu. They're, they're not strong right. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. not, the, not their element. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's my fate. Okay. Um, I would like to bid the Tower City of Yev a beacon of ancient learning on the Northern Plains. <gasps> no. <laughs> I love that city. It's just one big tower. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay, I know what I'm bidding. <sighs> okay, uh, let me look at my cards again. I'm bidding the Queen of Spades. <sighs> no. Goodbye! What did yeah, you get it was the eight of hearts. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me about the fate of Yev. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to tell you about its inexorable destruction at the hands of the <laughs> enemy. Um, I thought I thought you might. Oh no! Oh, let's see. What I I would like the drill answers to destroy, but I think they're kind of uh, occupied right now. Let's see. What else could do that? Um. Oh, and it's prism. It's Mechanica. It's, I was gonna. Say, oh. I actually kind of like prism being there, um, taking up residence in in the place, and then just burning it at night, um, when no one is waiting for it. Because, like, I I don't think anyone was like. It, that seems kind of out of the way a little bit, you know. Like, um, I, I don't think I don't think anybody was like it, it wasn't a frontline target, um, but yeah, prism's back there, and it's. It's raised. It's burned to the ground. Oof. I don't like burning books. You did do that, though. It wasn't just books, either. It was, like, amazing scrolls and and story carvings all over the walls. <laughs> had other op- options. Briefly tell of its abandonment by its supposed defenders and its conquering that's, enemies for that's not, that's not the cursed sword style. Okay, next up is the Summer Cathedral. <laughs> Good. Things okay. might not be going well in the war to the north, but in the tunnels, things have taken a turn, and now the armies, the armies of Dillstone are at the gates, or they probably don't have gates, but you know. Close. Oh, you yeah. just made me reassess my decision. Um. Um. Yeah, I, I know what I got. Okay. I'm bidding the King of Hearts. King of Clubs. God damn it! Incredible. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) I'm like rocking around in my chair. I'm not doing well right now. Uh, Okay. Oh, of course, of course. I. uh, How do I justify this? I want to briefly tell of its abandonment by its supposed defenders and its conquering enemies' forbearance and mercy, because I want it. I want it for my own. And so I can't destroy it. I don't feel like cruelly mistreating it. Because then it has to have salvation at last. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, Evan, who do you think among the Cursed Sword would be the easiest to break? Like, who, who would bend? I think I. It seems like the Centurions are really way like Fairweather friends. Uh, probably mm. one of them. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. I didn't list him as a resource, but um, what if Carl has kind of gone 
gone all in for the Midnight Throne and has been dispatched as part of Renat's third to um, really get some dissent going um, among the centurions defend, defending the summer cathedral. Man, I've okay, in my head canon this whole time, Quartz has known Carl since Carl was a little baby. Like, Quartz has oh, been there no. watching this guy grow oh. up. Now he's been, oh no. He's grown up and he's seen the light, Evan. Um. <laughs> okay. I take umbrage um, with that. <laughs> there's no contempt tokens and the king is dead. <laughs> Okay. That doesn't uh, stop me from just saying contempt a lot in the chat. That's true. That's true. Uh, okay. But so that is basically the, the abandonment. Um, there is still fighting. I think there's a pretty, a pretty reasonable amount of, um, of loss on both sides, but because of, because of the, the centurions, split um and the fact that they split um and run the the um let's see which of my forces wants to take this hmm it's it's underground but i think there's pretty broad pathways there so i think we're going to have the enduring um the cavalry on unusual beasts um so there's definitely some teams on drafts some like hippo riders like there's just pretty much everything except tigers i guess <laughs> oh man we got rolled by giraffe riders <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's i think that's the fate of the summer cathedral oh man what a what a jewel in my crown <laughs> what a beautiful thing speaking of the Palace of Dusk, the glittering dark jewel of the capital. Let's do it. I'm ready. Okay. Jack of Spades. Ace of Hearts. <laughs> God dang. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm okay with all this, because I know Dillstone's fucked at the end of this. What? Do you have a lot of Doom cards in your hand? Well, now I just we're going to be reduced down to nothing. No, uh, if... We are given the chance to set terms of peace. Um, there's there's ways that we can get at least a few cards. Okay. Either way, you're playing a lot of good stuff. Playing a lot of good stuff, but uh, for anyone keeping track, I still have some some whammies. Yes. <laughs> Crap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I say I say the fate of the Palace of Dusk. Ooh. Ooh. I'm gonna paint you mean. Um so the Palace of Dusk is in the capital city. This is the cursed sword, you know, coming into the city. I think probably you've got a variety of forces maybe even including your mercury mechanica but that doesn't like the precision of that squad doesn't mean that there isn't a lot of collateral damage um 
and the city reads this as as the cursed sword basically doing this to the city uh so the cruel mistreatment by its enemy is really the damage to the city as well as to the palace itself a bit it's more of a palace than a castle anyway but at the last minute Shall we say, I don't think we said before, that the capital is on a river so I can have my longships come in. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the longships come unexpected and the the numbers of soldiers that come spilling out of these ships and the, um, I don't want to say they have cannons necessarily, but they have, what other good kind of, I don't know if you could even have one of those like sling based siege engines on a boat, <laughs> but sure, totally this is made can. up. So you certainly can. Wait, but you're sieging your own city. Well, you've got your people camped nearby. I would assume that they're in the city itself. They can't camp in the city. <laughs> Why not? Mm, okay, you know what? I will. I will instead, boy, they're getting a lot of work done, uh, Renat's third, but also the Company of Archers. Um, and this is, the Company of Archers, I think, is, like, the home team. They're the ones that have been, like, they're stationed in the city normally. Um, mm. And they, uh, they combined with Renat's third, who has some sort of, like, the last of the defenders of um, Yev brought out, like came out with the, the recipe and some stock of like Greek fire, basically. Mm. Um, and I don't really know how that would impact the Mercury Mechanica, but probably it looks very cool. You can goose, so like spill it out everywhere, getting all over everything. Yeah. Yeah, like very melty. Um, but yeah, so they are, they're saved. And I think it's too soon to say that the attacking forces are crushed, but they are definitely, um, they're definitely taking blows and pushed back out of, out of the city proper. Do we think this war has gone long enough? Is it time to offer terms of peace? Or does it keep going here? Quartz is going to keep going, most likely. Mm-hmm. I'm actually asking mostly Sasha because it's us who are like... Oh, do you, you guys choose when it ends? Yep. Uh-huh. They choose when it ends un- unless they want us to just empty our hands. I was going to do that anyways. I, it depends on whether or not you want um, you want the Duchess of Nightmares to make an appearance. Um, no, no, no. The Cursed Sword is doing fine. God damn you, Ronald! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ronald doesn't have a plan. He just has faith. Uh huh. And words, lying words. <laughs> <laughs> Quartz thought he was, he, he just got, he was so, he had it all together. He was using the fancy talk of the fancy people. Huh, never trust it. Um, well, I have a, a counter question. Is Antire 
interested in jumping in? That is a fine question. Um, because something that we haven't done is uh, put other houses items at risk, which is something that is possible. Yeah, the war can always spill out. Um, yeah, Entire can be drawn into this war. Um, does, no. does the Midnight Throne ask House Anti for help? Or is this just like some, a collateral damage that happens? Um, I think, I think we'll ask. Definitely. Wait, can, can the Cursed Sword also send emissaries <laughs> to request aid as well? I've been laying this groundwork since the game early. I forget which one it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a very Cursed Sword naming convention. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, is it possible to play another game to determine who House Entire assists, or is that cheating? Um. Hmm. The only problem that I can see with that is those games give cards. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, we could, like, if you're asking for a scene, absolutely. I would like a scene. Okay. Did you have one in mind? Um... I have perhaps the setting. Okay. Which is, let's see, do I have a. And I actually do have a neutral ground with. Who did I choose? Um, I don't think I ended up choosing one. Um, no, with Antire and Lunest, so that's not super useful, but I can change that. Um, <laughs> uh, Lomewood Glen, uh, a, tra- a traditional hunting ground and ceremonial meeting place. So this would be the place to do it. Um, Real lo- lovely, lots of gazebos. Um, Ooh. And it is a a hunting trip that is excessively formal. Kills being uh, accomplished at arms and and also courteous. Um, I don't know what the what the tiger version of returning from a hunt with a with a shotgun over your arm looks like, but it's that. Um, <laughs> Okay, um, I have an idea then. So mm. you, it's the end of your, like it's the end of the day and you're mm-hmm. returning with your equivalent of shotgun over your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the, the gazebo where, um, where uh, like a, a dinner has been laid out, Osreen is there with, um, I don't think I ever made up more people. <laughs> Drag Carl out for another another dinner, <laughs> no. another extremely awkward dinner. <laughs> no, I'm gonna find another uh, someone from one one of your companies, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm with perhaps the uh, um, how did I describe them? The dutiful and promising scion of the Midnight Throne, the leader of the Company of Archers uh, that defended that defended the Summer Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, and their name is, their name is um, Anulis. And uh, we both are, we both are wearing nice, nice clothes. We know what we've arrived to, but we are a little dusty from the road, a little, you know, 
a little burnt from the sun, like fly away hair. We did not get here with enough time to, to clean up and look nice for dinner, mm-hmm. but we're sitting in the, the, the gazebo where your dinner is laid out waiting for you. I think that my attendants are bringing back a massive, massive serpent. It is like, it makes me look small. I am not small. And, and bringing that, uh, bringing its body out of the forest and into um, the sort of preparation chambers. Um, like, like the, like the kitchen, like the, like a, a tanning room or something. There is a period where it, you just see the, the torso of it, like, extending. And after about, I don't know, ten minutes of dragging this thing, you finally see its tail. Um, can, I, can I say, one of, your, one of your attendants lingers once the, the serpent is safely uh, inside, of the, um, inside of the kitchen area, uh, lingers outside and approaches the gazebo. Oh? Yeah, uh, well, um, you got one of Prism ICC here. Um, bringing word from courts, general courts. Mm-hmm. I think they make their greeting uh, sort of formally as as a member of the Cursed Sword. <laughs> what was their name? Sorry? Iker. Iker. Iker, I'm surprised with you. Deeply pleased and, and amused, but surprised. He smiled broadly. <laughs> well, his own. No, no purpose of sending you along then, since you have business with us and um, and invites you to the table. Well, thank you. They sit down very grace, uh, graciously. And um, of course, Os- Osreen, it's uh, lovely to see you as always. Thank you. It's a pleasure to see this this uh, beautiful glen that that your house has kept safe for so long. Quite so, quite so. I would kept safe for so long. They're so quick to th- threats, aren't they? No time at all. It wasn't a threat. It was an admiration of the power of their of um, of the ancient crown. Mm. It's you who's jumping to threats. It's good though to see that someone in your house, Iker, has has found a way with words, even though they might be lies. Well, it seems like there's two serpents here today. Truly hilarious, the both of you. I assume you know why we've come. I can hazard a guess, but may as well make it official. What is it you want? My house has defended the capital, and we've taken the summer cathedral. But we're in need of the decisive power that you can bring. And Ecker, I, su- I suspect you have a very similar tune to sing? Mm, similar, yes. Um, well, our, it was a good hunt today, wasn't it? Um, they, they look almost remorseful that they have to pull this. Um, <laughs> my leader is not great with words. I don't blame them. It's a strange time. I will pass on uh, the footnotes, let's say, <laughs> uh, to their speech. Don't trust anyone. If Quartz has learned one thing, it's not to trust anybody. And if you think for a second that that your loyal servants will not 
<sighs> simply up and leave. You would be a greater fool than than I could have imagined. I know you're not that. They fold their hands in their in their lap. So you ask for its aid as you say that you're willing to give no trust? Oh no. Simply don't engage. Oh no, dear, this is this clearly is a-, a threat. <laughs> Wait, sorry, who are you saying that to? Um, I am saying this as an aside to Osirene. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I act and you pull down my house from the inside. I stay disengaged and you rot quietly. Are these my options then, Ecker? Uh, well, it seems you've already made up your mind. I, I, I would... <laughs> For the record, I did not. I did not indicate either of those things. Your Ecker, you're very charming and worse with, with words than Quartz is somehow. Osreen, um, that's, Osreen that's a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> but but very uh, discreetly behind her hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will leave this table of snakes. Then it was a good hunt. Ah, uh, um. I think Anulis uh, gets up and, and follows you out just to make sure. Uh, oh, no. Iker like, is not living. Um, I, will, I will send word to courts. Iker uh, is beheaded here. Oh. Oh, shit. Then Anulis watches. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's a decision made. Did you have anything further person to person or are we ready to jump back into war? I just some some tutting to myself and a truly need need to need to clean house I suppose, um, but yeah no let's let's fucking get into it. <laughs> so Sasha, you can discard your your highest card. All right. And whatever suit that was. <laughs> One whole card. Oh no. Oh boy. <laughs> oh no. Oh god, this head is garbage. This should be delightful. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um Okay. I I can read my um my bids, I suppose. Yeah, you should. House Entire's companies are the Shining Blades, a company of folk heroes turned honor guard, not actual honor guard, but you know, um, each stained with the colors of their ancestral banners and united united by a shining silver stripe. Um, the honor guard themselves, um, capital H, capital G, guests of Antire, who move only in defense of the Accords. Um, the gold standard, a, a cavalry unit of nobility, replete in decorative and complex armor, serving in the Antirian arm, uh, military for political clout, mostly. Um, and the Apocrypha, a, a banished and violent sect unrecognized by the churches or by Antire, on whom many war crimes are blamed. My sites are Lumwood Glen, Glen, which we were just at. Um, the, the gully pulpit, uh, smoking hole in the ground, mined for potent alchemical ingredients, um, and the wounded giant, uh, an, a natural stone spire with a split in its side that serves as the fount of anti-antires, possibly nightmares, uh, major river, major river. Strongholds are, uh, Augur's Pike, the highest tower on the mountain, visible for, mi- for miles, um, Cast Iron Castle, which is an armory place where you make armor and stuff. It's a thing with all the weapons. Wow, that just lost Coherence so quickly. Um, 
and Penelope Fields, a botanical garden that is a big, like, agricultural hub. Okay, I choose what's at risk. And I'm going to pick none of those things. I'm actually going to pick something from my list as this war continues to spill out. Beautiful. Because the Duchess has some participation in this war. Like, this all started, like, the violence started with raiding in the north, probably mm -hmm. around Yev. And, like, I think some of the Mercenaries Guild, which is a hired army paid in pride and promises by the Duchess, is working with the Cursed Sword. Hmm. So that's what I'm putting at risk is the Mercenary Guild as this new alliance comes in to try to set things right for themselves. That, that almost sounds like you're entering this conflict a little bit, Paul. Um, that was established by fiction. And <laughs> this is... I see. I see how it is. <laughs> this is me giving Rodney or er, Ronald. <laughs> this is me giving Ronald an alibi. Uh, the whole, the whole game is becoming an animated disagreement, and I I love it. <laughs> I must. I am genuinely astonished you did not uh, shoot for Lonewood Glen, but I appreciate it. I do. I mean, that was also a really good pull, but no, I didn't want to immediately ruin that good scene with fighting. Mm -hmm. Think of the drama, Paul. Think of the drama. We all bid? Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. When three or more players are at war, only the one with the fewest cards can bid no card. If we're tied, I assume that means neither of us can do it. That's what I would assume. Or we would have to be first to to yell for it. Um, let's go with first to yell for it, just so you have that option. Not doing it. <laughs> Not going. Not oh. bidding. Okay. So, Evan, you're bidding no card? Yeah. Okay. So. Hmm. If we're in alliance, do I need to? You have to. You're okay. at war. But I'm not at war with, with Osreen. No, no, but you're still at war with Sandoriel. Sure. And just, even though Evan isn't spending a card, uh, okay. Sandoriel is still fighting. And that's, um... So hypothetically, my units are there, but they're not at direct risk. Uh, no, because I didn't choose your units to be at risk. <laughs> Four of hearts. They're yours. I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the fates, right. Okay, so this was... Remind me again, what was at stake? The Mercenary oh. Guild? The Mercenaries Guild. A hired mm. army paid in Pride and Promises. Pride and who Promises. Who I think are who have been... Raiding and attacking villages and settlements in the north of Bantiv for a oh, while. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, well, I'm happy to send, in that case, um, the Shining Blades to um, take out this, this uh, awful group of bandits who have been plaguing the north for so long. Um, we, we could connect them further to the Cursed Sword. Um, maybe they're they're um, led by, or, or in their regiment is some of the centurions that left. I'm perfectly happy with that. Um, cool with that, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, briefly tell of its inexorable destruction at the hands of its enemy. Um, they are solidly routed. Um, the Shining Blades, it's like a fucking storybook thing. Like, Mm -hmm. the The way that it's told certainly is a storybook thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Where the the um, 
the the wicked raiders of the um of the Duchess of Nightmares um are finally put put to blade and and justice is finally finally given um to the uh the suffering of the north. Mhm. Yeah, they call for reinforcements. None come. Mhm. That's all. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, let's keep throwing things at risk. Let's put the gold standard at risk. The cavalry unit of nobility, replete in decorative and complex armor, serving in the interior and military for political clout. Oh no, not them. And Kai, <laughs> you have the option to bid no card. Uh, I do that. What is the, 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 the beating uh, ranks? Club, then diamond, then heart, then spade. Okay, cool. Thank you. Okay, ready. Also ready. So six of hearts. Eight of spades. All yours. Destroy. Um, where's the thing? I don't want to steal time together. I want to destroy this thing, Bob. Where's the thing that tells me how I destroy it? Page 32. Valiant but doomed struggle. Uh, yeah. Huh. Like, can you tell me more about this, this company? Um, uh, I don't know. It's a lot of, like, royalty brats. It's a lot of, um... It's a lot of officers who are hoping to serve their time and then go on to like get into politics. It's a lot of um it's a lot of people who did not expect to actually go to war. Yeah, they're just going to get stomped by some mercury mechs. Um uh-huh. <laughs> It like straight up it like like field there's a full on field there's like the sun is rising and i i feel like th- these these the cavalry lines up on one side and over the hill comes these hulks of 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 steel and mercury and they're just trampled mhm yeah covered in covered in goo and it's it stings it's not great it's yeah goodbye mercury is super poisonous as it turns out uh-huh it's real bad for you. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's see. Think one more thing, and then I'm going to make you sue for peace. I mean, people only have two cards, yeah, I know. so. <laughs> um, let's put at risk. No, we got to do it. The Mercury Mechanica. <laughs> no, no bid. Ready. Six of clubs. Ten of clubs. Damn it. Um, yeah. Um, fearless indomitability and how the enemy couldn't overcome it. Who did you send against them? Who indeed? Um, how incredible would you like to be? Very. Full power. <laughs> how would you like to defend against the honor guard? Ooh, I like that a lot. Let's do that. Um, How the fuck do you do that? Tell Um, me all about it. For the record, the honor guard are very killable, Mm -hmm. and also the first thing that the actual that the founder of the cursed sword did, like when we saw him on screen, was kill several honor guard. You know that's fair. Nice. Okay. Um. Hmm. That being said, I think this is more of like a a dual situation. Uh. I, I think it's this, the same field that's being held for whatever reason. I mean, it was a good strategic position or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think 
I, I think it's the same day and the Otter Guard comes comes up next. Um and I, I imagine the uh the Mercury Mechanica are these really squat but like long uh mm-hmm. suits. Um like like they, they go back a weird amount. Uh and I, I imagine it's like this there there's just four of them and it's like these four lances just strike forward and like yeah they they hold their ground so well it's it's these four rows of death yeah fantastic extremely good fucking mirroring for the for the like four-faced uh honor guard oh they only have one face but their heads um can go around a full 360 degrees Mm. oh they do have four arms and four legs yes thank you that's what i mean okay so uh, House Sandoriel is down to one card. The next thing that has to be on the table is Terms of Peace. Whoever wins this will get to figure out how cards are distributed from this peace process. How do you sue for peace? You bid. Yep, so bidding, same as usual. And Evan, you can elect to bid no card. You do have the fewest cards. That just means um... that you definitely won't get to determine the Terms of Peace. Uh, mine is the two of diamonds. The five of diamonds. Mine's the nine of diamonds. <gasps> Fuck y'all! <laughs> what? This is impossible. Oh, my lord. Okay, okay how does this so work? Well played. Um, you get to uh, deal a number of cards from the deck, face down, equal the number of players who participated in the war as combatants. So I'll deal out three cards in the middle. Decide whether to look at them, reveal them to everyone, or leave them face down. And then decide which and how many to award to yourself and your allies, and how many to award to your enemy and their allies. Um, so can I award none to people? Yeah, I'm showing that I'm going to take them all. Ooh, you didn't have to show them. I know. Okay, I only caught them quickly, but... I'll, I'll, I'll read them. It's an eight of diamonds, a three of spades, and a nine of spades also. Interesting. Uh, let's see. How does this Terms of Peace come about? Huh, that's a good question. I don't think it makes good sense for them to be spoils of war, because that would mean that you won, and that seems a little... That seems like a stretch. See, yeah, seems a little hard to rationalize, but yeah, other than that, uh, I mean, they could be, like, ransoms. You could say Prism sets up, like, uh, fail-safes in places. Um, like, I don't know. Mm. Stuff like that. Subterfuge kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's, like, the deaths of these Honor Guard, like, determines, like, oh, wait, we have no way to deal with these Mercury Mechanica. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not know that they were killed. Okay. Oh, I don't know if they were killed, actually, because... They weren't a thing that was at risk, so I certainly have no say over that. They're just beaten back. Okay. Mm. And, I mean, it it could still also be, you know, like like you had originally said, ransoming people back and... Like, if prison set up in, in, in one of the out-of-the-way out of cities in the first place, I'm sure it's within their capabilities to do so to other cities or other important people. Mm-hmm. So it is sort of... It, it, of the options presented, 
it does kind of seem like you're mostly taking them as secret spoils of war. Yeah. Because there's certainly no... It's not really restitution, uh, surrender. Or it could be terms of surrender, I guess. Oh, is it maybe that the Cursed Sword has been offered a lot of things if they surrender? You know, like, they've been offered concessions, and that's why the war stops? I think it could be. That could definitely help justify the card situation of uh, me and Sasha have only one each. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm cool with whatever. I, I think these all make sense. I feel like we definitely shouldn't have let Paul conduct the war <laughs> looking at his card. Uh-huh! <laughs> you- <laughs> Goddamn people. Irons in the fire. Hey, hey, the the night is young. There could wow. be more war. No, wow. no, we gotta wrap this up pretty quick. You would be great at nuclear war because the only way to win is not to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs>